Support comes from Kenmore Air, offering escapes to the beautiful San Juan Islands this spring. Convenient daily 45-minute flights to San Juan Island, Orcas, and Lopez Islands from only $169 per person one way. Bookings available now at KenmoreAir.com. For Soundside, I'm Alex Rochester. Are you worried about the political division in our country? We are too. And over the last seven months, KUOW's community engagement team has been partnering with StoryCorps on a solution. It's called One Small Step. It's an initiative that pairs strangers who have different political views for a conversation in which they get to know one another as people. Describing one's personal political values is not an easy thing to do, especially when they don't all neatly align or fit with one party. Thomas and Sherwin are both Christians, but are at different stages in their lives with very different political views. In this conversation, recorded at the University of Washington Susalo Library, we hear how they have learned how time and experiences have changed their approach to issues. Hi, my name is Thomas Neal. I'm age 68, location in Seattle, Washington. My name is Sherwin Lee. I am actually 33 as of today. Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) So here we go. Going back to very much who I was back in late high school, early college, I think any position that the Republican Party would have had in its party platform, I would have said yes, 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 yes. And not even think kind of for myself why I might hold to some of those views. When I was here at UW for four years, I got really active in the transit advocacy space. So I started hanging out with folks who were very much um, all about, you know, investing in public transportation. It's a very Mm -hmm. niche thing. A lot -hmm. lot of geeks. We are all geeks. Um, (laughs) But of course, most of those folks in the space are very progressive. They're very liberal. And so I think there were moments when I kind of had to contend with me being this weird pro-transit conservative, but like engaging with these folks and kind of allying with them on this issue that we all agreed on. And it was weird because I I knew there, you know, I would meet people who I would never meet, you know, normally talk to otherwise. And so, but I think a lot of the exposure that I got from that crowd and just getting a sense of empathy for for not just on the issue of transportation, because that's, again, a very niche topic. And that softened a little bit my attitude. Um, It didn't necessarily change my convictions, but I've changed my demeanor about them. Same question, if you could describe your personal political values. Traditionally, when I started, you know, if I go back, geez, 40 plus years, fairly conservative, primarily fiscal and socially. I've always been moderate to conservative on the fiscal side, partly because I've been pretty heavily involved at the state level through CPA societies with legislative issues and working in Olympia. But as, as I've aged, I think in, in this country now, we're caring less for people than we do for animals and pets. And that worries me, if you will, because I think, you know, kind of how I've morphed is I'm called to love people. And if I have somebody who's homeless, if I have somebody who's gay, straight, doesn't matter, pink, blue, black, black, brown, we got to take care of them somehow, some way. And how that interplays is where the tension comes in. Inside of me is this conservative component, not wanting to have too much in the way of taxes, but if we're going to take care of people, we've got to do that. So how do we balance it? So I constantly find myself going back and forth in my head. Is there anything you learned about me today that surprised you? Well, I think um, when I first read your bio, 
I suspected that you were older than me. <laughs> <laughs> you could kind of tell, huh? All right. Yes. Yes. I, I haven't been alive as long as you've been a CPA. Um, so, and it's interesting because there is, you know, we all have this notion. You've, you've alluded to it that older folks, I've heard this thing, you know, you tend to get more conservative as you get older, but... You can. That's certainly one direction. And living in Seattle, of course, that that's not been my experience. And I think a lot of that is shaped by your environment and mm-hmm. um, the people you're around and kind of the communities you're a part of, you know, the, the church that you're in, um, even the city that you're in. Um, if I had to pick one thing that was surprising, it, it just might be the fact that, you know, you are very comfortable kind of, you know, having having evolved certain positions. Was I who you expected me to be? You have kind of an interesting mix of some of the views that are probably more liberal, like on the, like you say, transit side. That's a, that's when you, when you play that one out, if you will, that dovetails into, you know, taxation, higher taxes, we got to take care of moving people around, um, which oftentimes, if you were really fiscally conservative, that's just off the table. So I, I thought, I thought, well, this is kind of an interesting mix here, and and, and this this may sound funny, but in look in reading through this, I thought, two kids, happily married, going to church. I thought that was me a yeah. long time ago. Right. I hate to characterize this, but maybe conservative convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, or just convictions of it at a level, maybe is a better way to put it. Whereas I've kind of gotten to the point in life where, man, I, I've got the convictions, but they're a lot squishier. They're a lot more gray than they are black or white now mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I, I think the one thing I, I might add um, is, you know, when people think of what is a conservative Christian, yeah. you know, a lot of things come to mind. But I think people, well, that's probably a white, you know, rural you know, mega loving Trump supporter. And I'm none of those things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think, um, I've had to, you know, especially when it comes to the, the ballot box and questions about, well, who am I voting for and having those convictions. And I, and I realized too, looking at myself demographically as a younger kind of mid, you know, professional with kids, um, someone who is Chinese American, yeah. you know, I, I've always never quite fit right in a single box right and i think i i'm okay with that because i get exposure to different things if you want to hear more about the project and from participants about the experience the community engagement team is hosting a listening showcase at the seattle central library on december 5th visit koaw.org slash events to find out more StoryCorps One Small Step and the radio station hubs are made possible by the corporation for public broadcasting I'm Alex Rochester. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network.